Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 69, verses 1 through 23 and 31 through 38. Save me, God, because the waters have reached my neck. I have sunk into deep mud. My feet can't touch the bottom. I have entered deep water. The flood has swept me up. I'm tired of crying. My throat is hoarse. My eyes are exhausted with waiting for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me for no reason. My treacherous enemies, those who would destroy me, are countless. Must I now give back what I didn't steal in the first place? God, you know my foolishness. My wrongdoings aren't hidden from you. Lord God of heavenly forces, don't let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me. God of Israel, don't let those who seek you be disgraced because of me. I am insulted because of you. Shame covers my face. I have become a stranger to my own brothers, an immigrant to my mother's children. Because passion for your house has consumed me, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. I wept while I fasted, even for what I, that I was insulted. When I wore funeral clothes, people made fun of me. Those who sit at the city gate muttered things about me. Drunkards made up rude songs. But me, my prayer reaches you, Lord, at just the right time. God, in your great and faithful love, answer me with your certain salvation. Save me from the mud. Don't let me drown. Let me be saved from those who hate me and from those watery depths. Don't let me be swept up by the floodwaters. Don't let the abyss swallow me up. Don't let the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, for your faithful love is good. Turn to me in your great compassion. Don't hide your face from me, your servant, because I'm in deep trouble. Answer me quickly. Come close to me. Redeem me. Save me because of my enemies. You know full well the insults I've received. You know my shame and my disgrace. All my adversaries are right there in front of me. Insult, insults have broken my heart. I'm sick about it. I hoped for sympathy, but there wasn't any. I hoped for comforters, but couldn't find any. They gave me poison for food. To quench my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let the table before them become a trap, their offerings a snare. Let their eyes grow too dim to see, make their insides tremble constantly. Because that is more pleasing to the Lord than an ox, more pleasing than a young bull with full horns and hooves. Let the afflicted see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts beat strong again, because the Lord listens to the needy and doesn't despise his captives. Let heaven and earth praise God, the oceans too and all that moves within them. God will most certainly save Zion and rebuild Judah's cities so that God's servants can live there and possess it. The offspring of God's servants will inherit Zion and those who love God's name will dwell there. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Esther, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 and 10 through 19. This is what happened back when Ahasuerus lived, the very Ahasuerus who ruled from India to Kush, 127 provinces in all. 
At that time, Ahasuerus ruled the kingdom from his royal throne in the fortified part of Susa. In the third year of his rule, he hosted a feast for all his officials and courtiers. The leaders of Persia and Media intended, along with his provincial officials and officers. He showed off the awesome riches of his kingdom and beautiful treasures as mirrors of how very great he was. The event lasted a long time, six whole months to be exact. On the seventh day, when wine had been put had put the king in Hyde's spirits, he gave an order to Mehumin, Bistha, Harbana, Bigtha, Abigtha, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who served King Ahasuerus personally. They were to bring Queen Vashti before him wearing the royal crown. She was gorgeous, and he wanted to show off her beauty both to the general public and to his important guests. But Queen Vashti refused to come as the king had ordered through the eunuchs. The king was furious, his anger boiling inside. Now when a need arose, the king would often talk with certain very smart people about the best way to handle it. They were people who knew both the kingdom's written laws and what judges had decided about cases in the past. The ones he talked with most often were Karshana, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Maris, Marcina, and Memukin. They were seven very important people in Persia and Media who, as the kingdom's highest leaders, were in the king's inner circle. So the king said to them, According to the law, what should I do with Queen Vashti, since she didn't do what King Ahasuerus ordered her through the eunuchs? Then Memukin spoke up in front of the king and the officials, Queen Vashti, he said, has done something wrong, not just to the king himself. She has also done wrong to all the officials and uh, the peoples in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus. This is the reason news of what the queen did will reach all women, making them look down on their husbands. They will say King Ahasuerus ordered servants to bring Queen Vashti before him, but she refused to come. This very day, the important women of Persia and Media who hear about the queen will tell the royal officials the same thing. There will be no end of put-downs and arguments. Now if the king wishes, let him send out a royal order and have it written into the laws of Persia and Media, laws no one can ever change. It would say that Vashti will never again come before King Ahasuerus. It should also say that the king will give her royal place to someone better than she. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. Paul and Silas journeyed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, then came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he entered the synagogue and for three Sabbaths interacted with them on the basis of the scriptures. Through his interpretation of the scriptures, he demonstrated that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. He declared, This Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. Some were convinced and joined Paul and Silas, including a large number of Greek god-worshippers and quite a few prominent women. But the Jews became jealous and brought along some thugs who were hanging out in the marketplace. They formed a mob and started a riot in the city. They attacked Jason's house, intending to bring Paul and Silas before the people. When they didn't find them, they dragged Jason and some believers before the city officials. They were shouting, These people who have been disturbing the peace throughout the empire have also come here. What is more, Jason has welcomed them into his home. 
every one of them does what is contrary to Caesar's decrees by naming someone else as king, Jesus. This provoked the crowd and the city officials even more. After Jason and the others posted bail, they released them. As soon as it was dark, the brothers and sisters sent Paul and Silas on to Beroea. When they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. The Beroean Jews were more honorable than those in Thessalonica. This was evident in the great eagerness with which they accepted the word and examined the scriptures each day to see whether Paul and Silas's teaching was true. Many came to believe, including a number of reputable Greek women and many Greek men. The Jews from Thessalonica learned that Paul also proclaimed God's word in Beroea, so they went there too and were upsetting and disturbing the crowds. The brothers and sisters sent Paul away to the seacoast at once, but Silas and Timothy remained in Beroea. Those who escorted Paul led him as far as Athens, then returned with instructions for Silas and Timothy to come to him as quickly as possible. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 36b through verse 43. After Jesus said these things, he went away and hid from them. Jesus had done many miraculous signs before the people, but they didn't believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of the prophet Isaiah, Lord, who has believed through our message? To whom is the arm of the Lord fully revealed? Isaiah explains why they couldn't believe. He made their eyes blind and closed their minds, so that they might not see with their eyes, understand with their minds, and turn their lives around, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw Jesus' glory. He spoke about Jesus. Even so, many leaders believed in him, but they wouldn't acknowledge their faith because they feared the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. They believed, but they loved human praise more than God's glory. things have passed away your love has stayed the same your constant grace remains the cornerstone and things that we thought were dead breathing in life again as you cause your sun to shine on darkest nights for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song Jesus, we love you and know oh, how we love you. You are the one in our, our hearts adore. The hopeless have found their hope. Your fins now have 
Jesus, we love you. And oh, how we love you. You are the one in our, our hearts adore. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Amen. 
Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing verses from Psalm 73. Look! Those far from you die. You annihilate all those who are unfaithful to you. But me, it's good for me to be near God. I have taken my refuge in you, my Lord God, so I can talk all about your works. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here on Monday. Or if you'd like to join in our Sunday morning worship service available online, there's information about that in the description of this episode. Whenever we see you next, we'll see you. Have a wonderful weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Jesus, We Love You, performed by Riley Fast and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.